Welcome back to another episode of Agile Way podcast, where we explore challenges organizations face on their Agile journey. How to become great Scrum Master, how to change your leadership style, or how to embrace agility at the organization level. I'm Suzy Shukova, Agile coach, certified Scrum trainer, and author of the great Scrum Master book and Agile leader book, and I'm your host for this podcast. I'm passionate about business agility, organizational culture, and Agile leadership, and that was the reason why I decided to start this podcast, to share with you my experiences and stories from my Agile journey. Over the time, Agile became an integral part of our lives, and you can see some sort of Agile in every organization. But still, many organizations are failing to be truly Agile and understand the mindset. Ron Jeffress talks about dark scrum for years, and I see more and more frustrated people around than ever. So why are the companies failing their Agile change? And what do we need to do to create sustainable agility? Let's start with the most common mistakes. The first one is starting a change without creating a sense of urgency. If you don't know, why do you need to change? And what happens if you don't change? There is only a little chance to be successful. Unless you know why are you changing the way you work, to be more agile, implement Scrum, apply Kanban, then don't do it. Neither agile, Scrum, nor Kanban is your goal. They are just some sort of a walking sticks, helping you on your journey to success. You need to have a higher purpose defined, which will be stronger than people's individual goals, and therefore unify them along the way. There need to be a strong sense of urgency in the environment. Being different or implementing Agile is not enough. The second most appealing way how to fail is to copy what someone is doing. Take their current way of working, a strict process, and call it the only right way. When it works somewhere else, why should we take a hard time trying to invent it ourselves, when we can just apply it as is? It usually starts with a big push from the top, and has often wrong expectations from such a change. Being agile is going to be hard. You might not see the results right away, and renaming a few roles and departments would not be enough. Instead, you need to start from the bottom. Get the experience from the teams, learn the way through your own failures, do experiments, have the courage to do things differently. At some time, when you got used to this way of working at a team level and can imagine what needs to change in the business, system architecture, culture and organizational design, you might need to get ready for the next step of scaling which means implementing the Agile way of working to larger products and ecosystems, and eventually the business agility. That means changing the way organizations operate, its structure, culture, and design. Turn the organization around and build it based on the cross-functional teams that can actually deliver value end-to-end. Be business value-driven, customer-centric. Having the evolutionary purpose is an enabler for Agile culture to finally settle down and stick. Only then, when you have a higher purpose, you can talk about truly being Agile and forming an Agile organization. 
How many ideal agile organizations I've seen? None. And how many companies I've seen being on their agile journey? Hopefully enough to demonstrate that this is possible. It's going to work. It's not about being ideal. Agile is about inspecting and adapting, learning from experiments, learning from failures. So instead of looking for some ideal organizations to copy, get the courage to do things differently. Be agile, change the mindset. We talk about changing agile mindsets for years now, and it's hard to describe. People who are far from being agile are often saying, well, but that's what we are already doing, so what is this buzz about agile about? Or maybe, this will never work in reality. Agile is only for those unicorns. So let's see how that Agile mindset is changing. At the beginning of the Agile journey, it's all about output. Delivery is the key. People care about efficiency, measuring velocity, estimating effort and complexity using story points, t-shirt sizing, drawing and burn-down charts. How can we deliver faster? is the most common question. People want to measure everything. They still believe the work which needs to be done can be analyzed and planned. And they create those mini stories like a business requirements with all the details specified, often using acceptance criteria to add even more details. They also believe that we all need to follow the plan and deliver everything as described as soon as possible to be successful. Nice and simple world. But that's not what Agile is about. So to be Agile, you can freely forget most of the practices mentioned above. They might be better than some others from pure traditional world, but most of them have nothing to do with being Agile. It's just fake Agile. On the other hand, most of the people couldn't learn how to dance overnight, so a bit of fake Agile might be a good step towards changing a mindset. To be fair, there are some aspects teams need to master at this level before they move on and be ready for next. Mostly going back to the extreme programming, like continuous integration, shared code, DDD, regular refactoring, pair programming, mob programming. But that's not enough to be agile. The more you apply the agility and aspects like self-organization to raise empowerment, cross-functionality, to be business value-driven, and frequent product reviews to be customer-centric, the more your focus turns from the delivery to the vision. Why are we doing this? For whom? What makes it different? What is the value? How are we going to change the world? People start to see that delivery is important, but just as a prerequisite. It's not about delivering faster, but the wrong things. But it's about maximizing value, which actually can be achieved by delivering less than before. The million-dollar question is how can we know that this item brings value? The answer is surprisingly simple. Feedback. You can start with the implementation of Scrum. Short sprints helps teams to focus on value delivery through defining sprint goals. Cross-functional teams enable fast feedback from customers through regular sprint reviews. And a good product owner brings decent business knowledge and creates relationship with the customers so that the feedback makes sense. Tools like user stories and story mapping, which are by definition customer-centric value-driven, are useful concepts to start a conversation about the business value. At this stage, people believe that if they have a good vision and understand the customer well, they are going to be successful. 
Sounds great. The only weak point is that often that's not enough in a nowadays constantly changing world. So finally, the last stage of the Agile mindset change is acknowledging that we don't know where the value is. We can't analyze it. We can't plan it. All we can do is to iterate and inspect and adapt and learn from failures. This stage is finally where we stop pretending we know where the value is and start heavily experiment. Note that 80% of experiments must fail by definition, so you need to run very small, tiny reality checks, which are expected to be opportunities for learning. Teams learn fast from day-to-day failures, always looking for better ways. And when every experiment goes as expected, you might also take it as an indicator of lack of transparency, honesty, and relevant feedback. All over, the radical transparency is the best friend. Empowerment doesn't stop at the team level, but goes through the entire organization. And emergent leadership is the key engine to creativity and innovations. The delivery at this mindset stage is needed, but it's quite unimportant. It's like walking. You would say you need to walk to get somewhere. But if you don't know where that somewhere is, walking, no matter how fast, only makes you tired. At this stage, it's not even about strategy that matches. The strategy is emergent and changes depends on the feedback. It's all about if the outcome created impact. If you know what you want to achieve, you can measure if it's happening. The sooner, the better. Goiko Ejic and his impact mapping tool is a good place to start at this stage. As he often shares in his stories, you don't implement functionality because you know how to implement it nor because someone believes or say it is a good thing to be done. You do it to achieve your goal, to create an impact. If you have any evidence that the impact you need to achieve is happening, you continue. And if not, you stop and find another assumption to test, another hypothesis. If you think about it, this is a very different way of prioritization, working and thinking. That's the real Agile mindset. Once you embrace such a way of working, you are truly Agile. Finally, people often ask me how they shall measure their success on their Agile transformation. And it's a hard question because there is no meaningful metrics unless you know why did you decide to start the Agile transformation in the first place at all. Agile is not your goal. It's just a way how to achieve some of your more strategic goals. For example, address the complexity better, be more change responsive, shorten the time to market, be more flexible. Once you know why are you starting your Agile journey, then those reasons are the exactly right metrics you need to measure at the organizational level. All are business-oriented and value-driven, meaning outcome, so there is no velocity, no story points, as those are focusing on output. You also need to measure impact. Are we really getting more money? Do we get more paying customers? And then, if you want to have a fast culture check on how far you have moved towards the Agile mindset, you may look into how many experiments the teams are running, what are their actions from the retrospectives, and how they help them to deliver more value. How likely your teams take failures as learning versus blaming opportunities, and how close are they to customers? And maybe also how they collaborate versus work individually in silos. As a follow-up, 
you can have a look to your positions. Are they rather broad, supporting cross-functional teams, then detailed task-oriented? But also recruiting. Are we hiring for approach and personality over hard skills? Performance reviews. Are they team-oriented, based on a peer feedback over individual, and are your goals and objectives team-based, focused on purpose and outcome over tactical and individual KPIs focused on output? And I can continue like that. Looking to technical practices, you can check how your software teams implemented extreme programming practices, like continuous integration, where even one minute old code is an old code. Test-driven development and overall test automation. If they use pair programming or mobbing to collaborate, having strong definition of them, focusing on one story at a time, swarming around it, and are ready for continuous delivery or not. All over, Agile is about team collaboration, customer-centered, value-driven way of working, in short feedback loops. The rest are just practices, processes, and tools which might support your journey or not. The most important is not what exactly you are measuring, but what are you going to do or change based on that metric. And if that metric is helping you to improve and change your way of working to a better one, it's a good metric. But measuring something just so you have it, or so that you can draw a chart, is a waste of your time. Every metric needs to drive a change. Change is a driving force for being really agile. Finally, companies are not scaling Agile or Scrum. They are scaling success. So the most important part of your journey is success. Can you share a success story? Using your own language, describing how your own environment changed, showing the impact the different ways of working created. And if yes, people start picking up and trying to achieve a similar impact. They want to be as great as you are. The most successful Agile transformations I've seen started exactly like that with a small team experimenting with practices and sharing the impact with others. And depending on the starting point, sharing the various different success stories, for example, five times less bugs reported by the customers, three times more value delivered by the given time, which is not the same as more functionality, but quite the opposite, or significantly faster time to market, higher motivation and engagement score, more innovations which will result in higher customer satisfaction, and I can continue like that. The impact varies depending on the environment. For me, a few years back, it was higher flexibility, faster learning, and higher customer satisfaction. But you need to figure that out for yourself. Identify why would you need to change, what happens if you don't. And keep in mind, Agile is not your goal. Agile is just a way how you might achieve some of your more strategic goals. So start a change. Don't be afraid to experiment and learn from failures. Celebrate success, because success brings the positivity, brings the energy, and help you to scale it through the entire organization. Good luck. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Agile Way podcast hosted by Zuzi Shekhova, author of the Great Scrum Master book and Agile Leader book. If you love listening to this podcast, please leave us a review. 
If there is any topic you are particularly interested in and would like to hear another episode on it, let me know. For more information about me and my Agile classes, visit our website sochova.com, S-O-C-H-O-V-A.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you.